The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. Um, so welcome to another episode of the Parliament Rebels podcast. So I'm excited because this is our first like repeat uh, guest. Um, so welcome to uh, Daniel Berling, um, founder and CEO of Snapped. So I had Daniel last year after looking up all the people attending the NAA conference last year. And was it NAA or was it Optech? Uh, uh, it was Optech. Yeah, okay, Optech. so Optech last year. And I looked up what Snap did and immediately was like, holy crap, these guys are going to do something really special because it's such a no-brainer uh, technology that just does so much for like an issue that impacts property managers across the board. And one thing that I that really stood out to me was on your website, I haven't looked lately, but I hope mm -hmm. you guys still have it but you had like a map on your website yep. that showed uh, like fraud percentages state by state. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, that is insane. So for me, that was instantly like, you guys are going to do something really special. And you obviously have because you guys just raised uh, your Series A mm -hmm. and <laughs> a major Series A as yeah. well of almost like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, so it was a hundred million. Yeah, a hundred million. Yeah. yeah. So clearly you guys are solving a really, really important like pain point. So welcome back. Like Thank I you said, you are our first repeat guest. So I'm <laughs> really honored. excited for All this honored. one. Yeah. yeah. So welcome. So how are things going? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, busy. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, we're, we're uh, growing quickly. Yeah. Um, and we have the luxury of dealing with uh, the issues of, mm -hmm. of scaling. So. Yeah how to stay on top of the, the market demand um, and how to, uh, you know, keep what initially has been word of mouth and organic growth yeah. and how we can translate that into, you know, more actionable uh, and consistent and sustained growth within the, within the industry. Yeah, so it's right. been, uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, we're, our focus has always been on culture. Mm. Um, and I think that's, really our secret sauce. I yeah. think the, the culture is what led to the technology and kind of everything else. And so hiring the right people yeah. uh, is obviously uh, very time intensive. Mm -hmm. So um, there's been a lot of interviews. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so overall, it's, just, it's, it's incredibly exciting, you know, mixed with, uh, you know, some anxiety and yeah. probably a healthy amount of uh, uh, um uh what's the word i'm looking for imposter syndrome yeah dealing with that too. yeah no i want to dig into like all sure. of those things um and then kind of first touch on like what you guys actually do for those that don't actually know what sure. snap does but one thing that i didn't realize until after our last session is that you actually played professional baseball oh yeah and for yeah, the yeah, chicago yeah. cups as well too uh -huh. yeah, so yeah. that was like a little bit with uh someone uh, that listens to the podcast, like, send me a message like, oh, you had this guy on there. Did you know he played baseball? I was like, oh, right. I did not know that. And then I went back on your LinkedIn 
And it was like at the very bottom, like, sure. oh, well, that is, yeah. that is what I did out of school. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So how was that? So you were actually, I live in Chicago, so you were sure. actually living, uh, playing for the Cubs. Yeah. So I, I played in the minor leagues with the Cubs. Yeah. So, so the, hi- the highest level that I was with the Cubs is in AAA. Yeah. So that's uh, the, the time. And it still might be yeah. uh, the Iowa Cubs. So it's the it's the the last team, the last step before you, yeah. you get to the major league. So I I stepped away when I was uh, about twenty three. Yeah, stopped playing professional baseball. So I did it for actually no twenty four. So I from nineteen yeah. nineteen to twenty four. So That's I amazing. Yeah, I so for, you were did really good. I threw hard. I yeah. just didn't really know where it was going. Yeah. So that, that, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> a little bit of a problem. That's kind of no, a problem. No, but that's amazing, though. So yeah. I didn't realize that I wish I knew, like, during our first interview. <laughs> but that's that's so cool. That's so cool. Man. Man. Yeah. So what uh, does Snap like do? Uh, so what's, like, the quick uh, reminder? Yeah, sure. So Snap is a, is a fraud detection technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, what we do is we validate the authenticity of financial documents, like mm-hmm. bank statements and pay stubs that are submitted during the rental application process. So as effectively, when people are applying for apartments, they are using fake financial documents yeah. to try to defraud the property owner or, and or manager uh, and get into an apartment that they otherwise wouldn't qualify for. Yeah. So we make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I know like last time that we spoke, mm-hmm. I think uh, fraud detection definitely went up during the pandemic because yeah, everyone was kind of struggling. Sure. Are, are those numbers like still going up or is it going yeah. down now? Yeah, you know, it's it's a good it's a good question. Um, usually what happens with us is a owner or manager will find out about our product and they have a few of their properties in mind, right? Mm-hmm. That are that are dealing with, with a ton of bad debt or yeah. fraud or, or what have you. Uh, and then they'll roll us out. And, you know, usually those properties will have a fraud rate of 12%, sometimes <laughs> as high as 20, 30%, right? Wow. And then typically over time, they'll realize, actually, you know what? This is worthwhile rolling out to the majority or maybe our entire portfolio. Mm-hmm. So overall, the fraud rate ends up coming down, mm-hmm. right? As 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 it reflects it yeah. going to a wider range of yeah. assets. Um, but I mean, there's still, still tons of cities and states that are, that are in the mid to upper teens, low twenties of of broad rate. Um, and I think what, what we're all looking at and, you know, I think it's pretty clear what direction the economy is going in Mm -hmm. and candidly, you know, bad debt is, is coming, it's going to rise. Um, so I I think a lot of our customers and and those that are, uh, probably thought leaders and, and also understand the benefit of appearing to be a thought leader Mm -hmm. in front of your ownership group are saying, Hey, we're going to get ahead of. Yeah, this problem that we know is coming uh, and, you know, put this product forward as a way of, of, of mitigating what we know the future risk is going to. Yeah. So and then is that 12, uh, 20% or whatever, yeah. is that, um, the percentage that gets like caught that gets yep. through or is it percentage that that's the percentage that we catch? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, our, our, our national yeah. average is 12% and. You know, that's, uh, that, that is still consistent now. Mm-hmm. And that's consistent of the, you know, over 1 million documents that we've scanned in our, in our company's history. Wow. So kind of taking a step back mm-hmm. from when we first like chatted last year sure. to like now. So what has happened in the in-between besides, uh, the race? Like how have you guys, uh, grown? Um, where have your customers really found the biggest value and how have conversations like changed? Yeah, so we've we've uh, doubled in size, at least doubled in size since we spoke since we spoke last. And we ended, and we began this year with approximately three hundred thousand units. We're at mm-hmm. six hundred thousand now. We anticipate getting to a million before the end of the year. 
you know, I think the, the conversations with our customers has changed because I think they, they, they understand that there's a perceived much lower risk of snap just in general, you know, part of it might be because of the raise. And so they understand, well, at least these guys have some financial stability for a while. So this is something we can rely on. Maybe some of that, um, you know, validates us. Mm. that if someone's putting that big of a bet on us, we must yeah. actually work. I like to um, think it's because you were on that Prime and Rebels podcast. I mean, that, that, was, that was literally the next thing I was <laughs> yeah. going to say. Um, and what, what's, what's great is that the, the conversations now are mm. about, well, how do we roll this out quickly? And how do mm. we take a more of a holistic portfolio view yeah. um, of this solution as opposed to kind of a piecemeal, like, Hey, we have this one property in Charlotte and Hey, we've got this one property in Atlanta. Over time, you just realize, sure, there might be some areas that are worse than others, Mm -hmm. but this is everywhere. And the ROI of our products, you know, just, just stopping one eviction is like a three X ROI. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a no brainer for those that get it. Yeah. So what's the feedback from the site teams that before snapped had to really be detectives to figure out (laughs) is this like income statement legit or not legit? Yeah, I mean, the majority of leasing teams that we speak with, they're they're really happy to not have this on their plate. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play detective. They don't want to try to be a forensic fraud expert. They don't want to spend the hours that it takes to research and do that. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, if they do find out that someone's documents are fraudulent mm-hmm. on their own, there's the risk of, am I right? And yeah. am I going to get sued for fair housing? And even if that's not an issue, it's like, well, do I really want to have that wildly uncomfortable <laughs> conversation with someone? Do I want to get screamed at? Whereas with us, they just say, hey, you know what? We use this third party. Yeah, and this is what, what they said. say. This is our policy. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're unhappy or if you disagree, here's their email. Here's yeah. their dispute process. You know, they'll deal with it. Yeah. So what is your, I guess, like false positives rate? Like, do you yeah, so, see people reaching out like, hey, this is right and you guys are wrong? Yeah, so we have a 99.8% accuracy rate of a million plus documents that we've scanned. As far as our dispute rate, mm-hmm. uh, we have found that of the 12% of documents that come back as edited, that 0.4% of those mm-hmm. edited applicants then go through our dispute process. And Got look, it. the reality is, we're incredibly, incredibly proud of our accuracy rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot there to be proud of, but we're not a perfect system. Yeah. We are going to get things wrong. And, and you know, we have a, a very robust dispute process where we follow the Fair Credit Reporting Act guidelines. Yeah. And our job is to not deny qualified people of housing. Yeah. So, when those disputes come in, I mean, that is, it is an ultimate priority of ours mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we get it right. Yeah. Then how has uh, the product like changed or gotten better? I know one of the things we spoke about last mm-hmm. time is that as you scan more and more, the product becomes better because you learn more and more. So I'm sure that false positive rate potentially decreases like over time. Uh, yeah. So in what ways has the product gotten better? The product has gotten better because we now have a we now have an even deeper understanding of what makes a document authentic and what makes a document fraudulent. Mm-hmm. So it's gotten our time to our time to 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 scan down. Mm-hmm. So we're getting results out much quicker. But a lot of it that we've been focusing on. So that that's kind of on the fraud detection side. But it's also been the platform mm-hmm. and making it as easy to use for our customers as possible, both on the applic- both on the applicant side and on and on the, the customer side. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're balancing 
uh, what used to be a relatively small, you know, spend on our, on our end. And you're, you're also growing really quickly and you're trying to build out reporting and, yeah. you know, obviously I'm pe- preaching require here. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're both in the same boat. Yeah. You know, you have a hundred different initiatives that are all priorities. And unfortunately you're just like, well, what is the thing that I have to solve soonest right. that is the most, uh, critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're, you know, very blessed to have this opportunity where we can, where we can, uh, deal with more problems yeah. and initiatives at once than we ever could before. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that uh, one of the ways things have also changed is mm-hmm. um, your customers are now like, oh, we have this one property that has issues to more yeah. like, we need this across our whole portfolio. So what kind of challenges has that like presented uh, having to roll out to a full portfolio? You know, luckily for us, uh, from the moment that we built this technology, our focus was how do we make the, the front end and the onboarding process as easy as possible for our team and obviously for the, for the onsite team. So candidly, our average onboarding is about 20 minutes. Oh, wow. You just have to watch a video, answer a couple of questions and yeah. you're ready to go. So that really hasn't been a problem for us. You know, we're onboarding anywhere between 60 to 100,000 units a month. Oh, wow. And we have capacity to go beyond that. Um, so, so luckily for us, you know, it's, it's been more about creating efficiencies for our customer support and our customer success team. Um, and obviously we're, we're, we're adding to that team, but, but luckily for us, the strategy from the beginning was to make this a, an, an easy lift for the site teams. Um, and that has continued. Yeah. So then for you, as you guys have kind of like scaled up, mm-hmm. um, what were some of the things that really helped you guys with approaching the industry, like with your solution? Like right now we look across mm-hmm. uh, NAA, there are literally hundreds of companies and startups like here, right. all trying to get into the space. Sure. So for you, what advice would you provide them? Like, hey, this, these are the things that we did besides like having like an awesome product, uh, that has helped. It's a great question. It's, it's, it's being customer focused and customer centric. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times what we all try to do is we try to push, you know, the product that we think they should be buying or the Mm -hmm. service that we think they should be using, or even the story that we think that they should, that should resonate with them. We're trying to stuff it down people's throats and that's because, you know, we're, we're innovators. We're trying to do uh, stuff differently. So you kind of get caught in between this, like I have vision or am I just being nuts here in a square peg round hole. So it's trying to balance, you know, what is possible versus what your customer really needs and what they really want. And as long as you can add technology in a, as painless of a process for the leasing team and the stress of onboarding is outweighed by the ease of use and the value that's uh being adopted once once it's once it's on site Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the way to lead so it's awesome so then obviously with scaling up within uh the company there always comes like challenges yeah so what have been some of the things that you guys are now like oh shit i didn't even think of that (laughs) yeah i mean just just the amount of um task tracking that is, you know, required internally, making sure you have a CRM that scales, um, you know, there's obviously the, the big question mark around, you know, how do we deal with, you know, in-person working and how do we, you know, make sure that people feel connected because 
you know, we have we have uh, employees all over the country, all over the world, just like Flamingo does. Yeah. So it's well, how do I, how do we balance the efficiency of remote work mm-hmm. with the connection and culture that comes from in person? Yeah. So that's also been been kind of a big challenge for us, and and I think all companies, big and small, are going through are going through the exact same problem. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, all in the same boat. Yeah. And then you mentioned earlier that one of the things that has been really helpful for you all and was really helpful, like, as you guys got to this next stage was establishing a really strong culture mm-hmm. by right from the beginning. Like what is the culture at Snap? How would you define it? Yeah. So we, we have a few, uh, and you can also go to our website and, and look at on there. That's it's, it's something that we lead forward with, but I, you know, the way I would start with it is I founded this company with my best friend, uh, Noah and I, we've been friends since our early twenties. We're in our mid thirties yeah. and ruining each other's lives for the past 15 years. Uh, we're still best friends. And uh, I think of our culture spawning from, you know, the, that, that basis of friendship, but you know, the way we look at it is we are, we're an ideocracy. So the idea is how do we create an environment where it fosters the best ideas mm-hmm. and it celebrates the best ideas. So, and it doesn't matter whose idea it is. It doesn't matter if it's the CEO's idea or if it's an intern's idea. Yeah. Yesterday, all it's about is how do we take and foster, identify the best ideas. Mm-hmm. The second one is uh, we're a, a, a no blame culture. Mm-hmm. So mistakes are going to happen. That's part of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it's more about identifying the mistake, learning from the mistake, rectifying the mistake mm-hmm. versus blaming who made said mistake. Yeah. And then the last one is like, just because it's work doesn't mean it has to suck. Mm-hmm. So we have a, uh, a strong uh, amount of, of playfulness within our business, right? We, 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 we like to have fun with one another. We're, we're obviously, you know, we're serious. Like this is business. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, this isn't like a, solely a social hour, but yeah. there's no reason why, you know, and you can't do all of those things. So that's, that's, that's kind of our culture in a, in a, in a nutshell. Yeah, no, I love those like three elements, especially the ideocracy, because it just makes sense. Like if you have a really great idea, it shouldn't matter who it comes to. That's what should like win out. It does. I absolutely love that. And then um, as you kind of think about the multifamily industry, like at the moment, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of change happening. Like you look at across the board, there's sure. so many companies here. Yeah. And it's just going to keep like growing. Sure. So what are some of the key like trends that you have identified where for operators, it should be like the no brainer for them? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. You know, I think, I think some of the the flexible payment options are really fascinating. Um, you know, as a, as a property owner and manager myself, um, you know, people aren't always getting there, you know, there it, typically it's two pay periods. Yeah. So having that, the, those flexible payments, I think that's really fantastic. And I think, you know, companies such as yourselves that are creating engagement and culture and environment within a property, uh, in, in order for, for retention. I mean, I think these are, I think these are two really obvious resident specific, uh, um, advantages that you can give that, that, that add to, to add to property retention. Oh, also. So then what's like next? So um, whether it's like product wise or growth wise, but what are some of your big like next steps as you think about the next like year for a snap and then the next five years of snap? Yeah. So, um, you know, our big focuses are on, you know, adding the, adding the additional integrations mm-hmm. um, and, and 
honing in on, on our fraud detection te technology so that we can add uh, even more and more document types yeah. uh, and uh, even more and more file types. Um, that's that's really what, what we're laser focused on. You know, the way we think about it is um, what we've built is a, is an industry agnostic technology. Um, it just happened with the use case is yeah. property management. Yep. Um, we plan on that use case also going into single family. Yeah. We see going into mom and pop. We've also had uh, quite a bit of inbound from consumer lending, banking, mortgage, auto loans, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, those other industries are obviously, they're interesting to us. Um, there's obviously a, a, a lot of opportunity there. So we're trying to balance, focus on who we are, what we do, you know, the market that we're in, while also being aware of other opportunities that exist outside of multifamily and real estate at large. So that's, yeah. that would be the, the more long-term, long-term vision is, is really focusing on that, that industry agnostic yeah. angle. And I love that. I think that for me, that's what got me really excited about what you all like do. Right. Because that technology like that just applies across the board to like sure. everything else. And it's, you know, I don't think that this phenomena uh, exists only in the United States. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously, you know, a global opportunity, mm -hmm. but. I love that you're like an entrepreneur, like sure. Yeah, you're already but, like, I already but, have like 20 steps ahead for yeah, where this is going no, to but, go. But none of that means anything if yeah. you can't execute you know what's in front of you yeah so it's, it's you know it's how it's how you take those steps right it's like sure that's all very interesting and that's bright and that's shiny but like what are the what are the things that we do now that unlock for us in multifamily now that you know might unlock yeah banking for us in the future right yeah. and then uh i guess my last question for you is last time we had spoke a lot about um like some of the interesting data that you guys might mm -hmm. see or are going to like see have there been any like milestones or really like uh, cool things that have come out of your data, whether it's, hey, fraud detection in this area is going up more so than here or something just like more impactful? Like, are you guys, have you guys seen anything from your data or how are you thinking about that? The problem is for us, we're so inundated that we, that, that's kind of a luxury for us, that kind of uh, data analytics that right now we don't have the bandwidth for, mm -hmm. but I really hope that by the yeah. next time we talk, nice. All right. I have a way better answer for that All question. Right. Um, cause that is something that is very much top of mind for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that when we dive into the analytics about asset class mm -hmm. and, and you really get, you start to get building specific, mm -hmm. I think there's going to be some really fascinating stuff that, that comes out of that. Unfortunately, that's just a luxury we don't have yet. Yeah, but, but uh, those hires are uh, are the, are on the roadmap, and we hope mm -hmm. to get to them before the end. Yeah, of the year. I am really curious yeah, to see what you guys like see out of that. Yeah, and, both. and then I said that was my last question, but I do have All another good. one. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of like uh, a platform like yours, mm -hmm. where it happens like more on the. I don't, don't want to say backend because it's not the backend because mm -hmm. you detect fraud before someone sure. becomes a resident. Yeah. Are you guys implementing anything that is more on the front end where if someone knows the building has like snap, they are like, oh yeah, they're going to catch me. So I shouldn't even like bother. Is you know, there like something we've had, we've had quite a few customers that are asking us for some sort of signage to mm -hmm. put in the leasing office, yeah. uh, you know, putting logos up on their website. Mm -hmm. And for any of them that are listening, we're getting to it. I promise. Nice. We're just, <laughs> we're, 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 uh, we're, we're, we're drowning. Yeah. We're, 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 uh. Yeah, so, but we're but we're getting it to okay. it, and, and, that, and that's the idea, right? I mean, I think I think the 
the ultimate vision for what we're doing is we want to get fraud out of multifamily. Yeah. My job and Snap's job is to get, you know, to have our fraud rate go down. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things that we can do is for, for a fraudulent applicant or for prospective fraudulent mm-hmm. applicant to realize when they look at one, so two, I don't even bother. Yeah. Like, don't even bother. Yeah. You're right. So that you, so that property and teams can focus on. Yeah people that are actually going to pay them rent and yeah. things that matter. Not- yeah, when I think about it, for me, that's kind of like, yeah. that's the end goal. And it's so fascinating. And when that happens, it's when for you, you know, like, hey, our brand is a consumer brand now. <laughs> like, it's just out there and right. everyone like knows it. Sure. So, Daniel, thanks so much for being on thanks once again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, congrats again. Thanks, buddy. Cool. Yeah, no, thanks for being on.